0: Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn with me this morning to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. I was going to share a different message, but woke up this morning just feeling in my heart it was not uh, the right message for today, and I want to be obedient to the Lord. And at the same time, there are some other things that were on my heart that... uh, I think need to be shared today to encourage your faith, to trust in the Lord, to give your best to Him. Uh, that no matter what happens, God is in control. Uh, psalm forty-six, and it's not a very long psalm. It's goes um, it just eleven verses. So I want to read all eleven verses, but just be commenting on a few. The Bible says God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I want you to go back up to verse 1, though, and I want you to see verse 1 again. It says that God is our refuge. Your help today comes from the Lord. I realize that we live in a world where there are people who move the, the pen and things change. They move Um, a stroke of a computer, a key on the keyboard, and things change. That maybe you call somebody and somebody changes something that you weren't anticipating that they were going to change. But in the end, I want you to know that it is God who is our refuge. God is at the heart of those changes. God is the one that you can run to in the time of affliction and pain and trouble and difficulty and find that in the midst of it all, He is the one who overshadows it all, who overpowers it all, and moves that hand to change something on the computer, moves that hand to make a decision, that mind to make a decision that they would not have otherwise made. And I want you to know, brothers and sisters, today that you can trust That God is going to be that one that you can run to in the midst of what it is that you are faced with today. I don't know what you're going through. I only know what my wife and I have been going through recently. I know what I've been going through recently. And some of you I know a little bit. But I don't know everything. But I know this that the Bible reveals that it is the same God today as it always has been. And the psalmist is right when he says that God is our refuge and our strength. Lately, as you know, I have not had a great deal of strength in my arm, my left arm. I have been dealing with pain. It's been a number of months. I'm still dealing with it. Uh, You say, Pastor, you don't preach like that. I I told my friend uh, Eric, who will be coming to visit, he called a couple of weeks ago. I said, Eric, I don't understand it. Well, I do understand it, but I don't understand it. I said, at every point, almost every single Sunday that I have stepped in the pulpit, I have stepped in the pulpit with pain. And as soon as I open my mouth to declare the word of the Lord, the pain dissipates. It somehow goes to the background. It doesn't disappear. I'm not healed yet, but I know that God is in control. I said the pain just goes away. I preach like I have no pain. I preach like it's not there I said and as soon as I'm done I go home and collapse and I get out the ice pack and I put it on my neck and I you know people don't see that but it happens and that's what happens I said but I said while I'm declaring the word of the Lord something changes why because God is our refuge and our strength folks I want you to know that God is greater than any pain that we feel he is greater than any trouble that you are in today he is your refuge that means that he is somebody that you can run to and you can find that he is a place of safety there is you know throughout my life as a, as a child I can remember there were times where you know I would I would fall as a child and I would hurt myself and you know I, I can remember on this one occasion I fell I don't remember where it was but I fell on some concrete that was not nice smooth it doesn't matter what kind of concrete you fall on you're going to get hurt but, you know, this was not the smooth kind of concrete like how it is when in a garage where it's just, you know, there's not a pit. There's not any, not a rock raised, nothing. It's just smooth. I fell on some of the roughest concrete. It's like what would you'd find in a crawl space if it were, you know, done that way. It's just, it was so rough, and I just ripped some of the skin off my hand so badly. I mean, it was just, I don't want to get into the gory details, but I was in pain. And it hurt a lot. And I can remember as a child, my first response, my first, the first thing that came into my mind was, I've got to get home. I've got to get home. There is something about that place that is a place of refuge for when you are in pain. Now, I know the older we get, we don't think about it. But you know what? We actually sometimes do Because when you are home, there is something about your surroundings in your home that causes you to feel this is my place of refuge. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, today that God is your home. He is your place of refuge. When you are hurt, when you don't know what to do, when you've got all kinds of questions, you need to know that you can cry out to your father. Maybe your earthly father wasn't around. Maybe you couldn't cry out to him. Maybe it was that when you did, he looked at you and said, well, toughen up there, little one. Maybe he had the kind of response that he shouldn't have had. But I want you to know that God will always give you the right response. He will be the refuge that you can run to. Till the Bible lets us know in the book of Proverbs that the righteous can run to him, and they are safe. He is a refuge. A refuge is a fortress. We see a little bit later on and down uh, in verse 7. The Bible says, the Lord Almighty is not with you. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what it says. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I remember as a kid uh, building forts in the snow. We had enough snow up in northern Maine that you could actually do that. I tried this past winter with my, my daughters to make, you know, two little forts in our backyard. And, of course, you know, around here, the snow, the, you get snow for a little while, but then the snow starts to melt. And as soon as it starts to melt, you don't have much of a fortress anymore. And it was these were the most pathetic fortresses that I had ever, ever in my life constructed. And I have constructed a few. You know, snow up in northern Maine, you can do lots of things with, especially when it's nice and compact and it's wet. And there's, you know, but there's a, just a ton of it on the ground. You can roll out huge forts, and you build these forts, and then we'd have snowball fights behind them. You know? You'd know, duck down behind it, and then you'd have a snowball fight. Great fun in the winter. What else did we have to do? I mean, really, I had no TV growing up. It's not like I could sit in front of the TV. That's what I had to do, but I, I would go by, and they, these were the most pathetic fortresses that you could ever see. They loved them, by the way. I won't tell them they were pathetic. Please don't tell them, but they loved them. They just thought it was the best thing. And they, in turn, had snowball fights with each other. And I was scared as to what was going to actually occur if one was going to hit the eye or the, you know, the nose or something like that. And fortunately, it didn't. But they loved it. But as soon as one snowball hit that first level, that, that top tier of, of snowballs that we had piled one on top of the other, all of a sudden, bloop, there it goes. You know, falling over like crazy. And they're like, Dad! Come and fix it. So I'd try to pack a little more snow on top to try to build it up a little further. And, and, and they'd you know, be heaving something. Sure enough, knock it over again. And it'd just fall right over. These were the worst. I mean, you could walk through it. That's how, that's how bad they were. That's how poorly constructed with the little bit of snow that we had. And and they just fell over. You know, that's how the world presents their solutions. That's how the world comes along and says, you know, we've got a fortress so much better than your God. So much better than than, than what your, your religion can provide you. It's so much better than what the Bible... I mean, you really believe this Bible and what it says? But I want you to know that the Bible reveals to you that the Lord is almighty. There isn't anybody in the world who can declare that they are almighty without lying. But God is almighty. But the Bible says about him that he is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress. There isn't anything pathetic about him. There isn't anything that is weak about him. He is a fortress that will stand the test of time. And he is a fortress that will stand against the onslaught of the enemy sent against you to confuse you and to bring you down with discouragement and make you feel as though you've got no reason to keep going forward. I want you to know the Bible says the Lord Almighty, He is present with you. We read it in verse 1. It says God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, and here it says he's with you. So he hasn't abandoned you from verse one to verse seven. He is not about to. At any point in your life, you need to know that he is with you at every step of the way. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're feeling, you've got to know that your God is a fortress around you. There may be things that have set themselves up against you to take you down and to bring you to a place of frustration and discouragement and making you want to give up. But you've got a God that is on your side who says, I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always, always be there for you. He is an ever present help. In what? In trouble. Not only is he a refuge, but he is with you. You don't have to go very far. I don't know how far I had to go when I was a kid and I was bleeding. My hand was just you know, some of the skin was just peeled away. I don't, I don't remember how far I was. don't remember where I was. I just remember how badly it hurt. And the thought that I had in mind every single time as a kid that I got hurt, I said, I got to get home. That was the place where I found help. But you know what? You don't have to go very far. It's like what Gordon Jensen, Brother Gordon Jensen wrote in, in his song. He's as close as the mention of his name. You know, he doesn't abandon you. He doesn't bail out on you. He doesn't, he doesn't go so far away that you gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, get get on the phone and try to find him. He's he's always there. He is as close as the mention of his name. No matter how far you go, you've got to know that God will always be there for you. He is that ever present help in your trouble. What is your trouble today? Say, Pastor, I haven't shared my trouble with too many people because it's so intense, people don't want to hear it. God wants to hear it. He knows about it. Why don't you tell him? Why don't you talk to him because he's with you? Just just begin to reach out to the Lord and say, Lord, here's my trouble today. I might not be able to tell my neighbor because my neighbor may not be able to handle the situation quite not like I need them to handle it. People around me don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. They don't know what... And I've had those moments as a pastor where I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to to approach a situation that is intense because I'm finite in my, my humanity. I, I, don't, I don't know everything that there is to know. And so we have to depend on a God who not only is always with us, but the Bible also reveals that He is a God who, all, who knows all. He is omniscient. He knows everything. You can depend on that kind of God. Not only is He almighty, not only is He with you, but He knows everything about you. He knows what you're going through today. You can depend on Him and you can trust in Him. He is an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, the Bible says in verse 2, we will not fear. How many of us have been afraid? All right, I have too. My hand is raised. It's raised with you. We will not fear. You know why we fear? It's because we forget the contents of verse 1. We go through life, we go through our trouble as somehow assuming that either we remember verse 1, but it doesn't apply to my situation, or we just forget You know, we are some of the most forgetful people. Christians are some of the most forgetful people. When when it comes to what it is that we are going through and our trouble and our pain and our difficulty, we forget that God says, I am an ever-present help in your trouble. That I'm with you. That I'm your refuge. Therefore, because of that, because of what God has declared, because of what God is, because of who He is and how He will be, brothers and sisters, we will not fear. In other words, we've got to make the determination that we're not going to fear. I failed on this. You have failed on this. The Bible says, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. In spite of all that is going on around us, in spite of the 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 world and and the hemorrhaging of trouble and the the pains of of, of What's happening in our world, the Bible says, we do not have to fear. Not only do we not have to fear, but the psalmist is writing and saying, we will not fear. Though all of these things happen, we won't be afraid. Why? Because of verse 1. Because of who God is. Because what God will do, and how God will be and minister in your situation and in your trouble. We will not fear. Now, I want to share this with you a little while ago uh, as as I had mentioned, some of you know I ended up on the hospital uh, in the emergency room. There was pain like I had never known before. I had never experienced that level uh, of pain uh in my life. It was July the fourth that night uh all of a sudden just there was i couldn't I couldn't lay down. I had no, um, no ability. I couldn't find any comfortable position. No matter what I tried, I'd take Advil. I'd take anything just over-the-counter that we had in the house. Nothing helped. There was absolutely nothing that could be done. And finally, I, I just said, I, I have to go to the hospital. There's no, no other way around it. I knew. Uh, my wife and I don't have health insurance. I knew this was going to be beyond what we could stand financially. It went from bad to worse when I went to the hospital because they said, you have three bulging discs and at that point. And they said, definitely, the, the, ER, or the ER doctor said, one of them is pushing on a nerve. He said, I need you to follow up with a surgeon. I said, oh, hold on just a minute. Uh, and so I, I decided, let me not follow. Well, my doctor called just a day later. Said, I see what's going on. He said, no, don't, don't go to the surgeon just yet. Go to this other guy. Went to him. He said, no, given what you're explaining, it's more than one nerve that is causing you trouble. I said, okay. And so I knew the, the more doctors you go to, you know, the more bills you get, right? Some of you all are familiar with that. And um, so this went to this doctor. He said, "Well, here's what you got to do. You got to do four to six weeks of physical therapy." I called to find out how much it was, and I said, "No, thank you. I can't do it. There's no way I can I can manage that kind of expense." Uh, but he said, "You've got to have this injection." And so I called the hospital to find out how much the injection was going to be, and I said, "I can't do that either." But I'm in pain, and, and the hospital said, well, you know, we can help and apply a small discount to it, but, you know, it's an elective procedure. You don't really need to have it. And I said, have you felt my arm? You know, um, and so I said, yes, I, I do need to have this procedure. Unless the Lord performs a miracle, I've got to have it. And at that point, God had not performed a miracle. And so I got to the hospital or I, I, you know, scheduled it for a date at the end of August. And all of a sudden, at one point, in the middle of August, the pain was excruciating. I couldn't stand it. On a Sunday, that Sunday morning I preached, I had little pain as I preached. By Sunday night, I was, I was crying like a baby. My wife was sitting there, just didn't know what to do. Uh, and so we prayed and we, we called on the Lord and uh, finally they bumped up my procedure the middle of the month, and I knew how much it was going to cost going into it. I knew what the bill already was from the emergency room. The other day in the mail, I received um, a bill in the amount of thirteen thousand eight hundred and some odd dollars, and I sat there and I said, and I I knew it was already climbing. I knew it was that, but you know when you get the piece of paper in your hand and you're sitting there and you're holding it and you're saying, dear Lord God, what in the world is going to happen? I cannot say that in verse 2, I did not fear. I can't say that I was not afraid. I cannot say that we as a family, a pastor's family, we were not afraid, my wife and I. And so I said, you know what, God, you've got to do something. Pastor Impaglia told me later on in that day, he said, I want you to know we prayed on Tuesday night. This was on a Wednesday, I think I got this. He said, we prayed last night, and he said, I just said, there's, he said, I said, there's almost $15,000 of, of medical bills out there, and God's got to do something. He said, the church prayed, and they called on the Lord like never before, and when I got that bill in my hand, I said, God, you got to give me wisdom to know what to do, and I didn't think of doing anything, and then I said, you know what, let me pick up the phone and call the financial counselor at the hospital. I called the financial counselor, and he said, oh, Mr. Lawrence, he said, did somebody call you yesterday? I said, well, no, I I haven't talked to anybody. He said, I want you to know, he said, that we have reduced the amount, and at this point you owe just a little over $1,000 to the hospital. And I started crying on the phone. (laughs) And he said... He said, going forward, I said, you know, I said, my friend, I said, I I don't know what to say, but thank you. He said, but I want you to also know that you have been approved for a 75% discount going forward for this medical trouble. I know that you don't have insurance. I know that it's not done yet. You have been approved for that. I said, thank you. And I tried to pull myself together as much as I could. And I hung up the phone and I immediately called my wife and I, the two of us bawled like babies, but we said, God is good. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, God is our refuge. Just say, but that was the hospital. That was somebody there looking at your application, deciding in that moment. But you know what? They could have taken forever. They could have taken months. They could have taken a long, long time. But I want you to know that it seems like unless the Lord heals me, there are other things that are still around the corner for me. So, They said, God, you can't bear this this weight. You can't bear it anymore. So God is going to be your refuge and your strength. Brothers and sisters, I don't know how God will do it for you. I don't know what's going to happen in your problem, in your circumstance, in your situation. But we've got a God who's in control. We've got a God who says, I'm on the throne. He moves the hearts of the king. And he will change your situation. He will bring about a resolution. God in heaven cares about you. He loves you with an everlasting love. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. In that moment as I got that bill, I put it on the I put it on the table and there I, I though there was a bit of fear in me, I there wasn't anything in me that said, Well, you know what, I've got to try to figure this out. I gotta do something, I gotta do all of these things. There was just that there was something that came over me that says, just pick up the phone. Just pick up the just let's just find out what's going on. And in that moment, he says, you know, we've already taken care of that. And I logged on to their website and sure enough, I saw it right there. They had taken care of it. He said, it's a little over a thousand dollars. It was actually technically a little under a thousand dollars. And I said, well, Lord, you provided the, you know, the 12,000, however much it was, you can provide the rest of it some way, somehow, and the Lord will take care of it. I want you to know that we don't have to fret. We don't have to worry Jesus said, who of you by worrying can 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 change one thing about your situation? Who of you by worrying can change the color of your hair? Who of you by worrying can change this situation? You know what? None of us can. So we've got to trust in a God who is in control, who is on the throne, who is powerful, who is able, who is capable. There isn't anything that your God cannot do for you. We have got to trust. We have got to have faith listen brothers and sisters i gotta say that at times my faith was not great but i said god you've got to do something and god did something god will come through for you he will help you he will strengthen you no matter how bad or how low you feel i want us to stand to our feet right now and i want us to give god praise he is worthy of our praise right now. You might be faced with trouble and difficulty today. We're gonna take some time right now and we're gonna call on the name of the Lord. We're gonna cry out to God and find out what God has to say to our hearts. We've already heard the word of the Lord. We've already heard that God is powerful, that He is with us, He is almighty, He is a refuge. But today it might be that you are struggling. You have a situation that is greater than you are. I want you to know that God is able. He is able today. No matter how bad it is, no matter how problematic it might be for your life, you've got to know that God has not forgotten where you are at. If that's you today, I want you to move out of your seat right where you're at. Come, stand at this altar, and we're going to call on the name of the Lord together. We're going to focus our attention upon the one who is able to do abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Come on, move out of your seat right now. Come to this altar. Just come right now and let's believe God for His grace. I want the musicians to come. Just come to the instruments again. Play the chorus together. We are standing on holy ground. But we're going to believe God for His power and His grace. We're going to believe God that there is nothing that He cannot do for us. Let's call upon the name of the Lord together. Reach out to the Lord right now. And just cry out to Him. And let's believe God for an answer. Let's believe Him for an answer right now. In the name of Jesus, lift your voices.